I said we are living in the greatest hour for the church ever. That includes you and that includes me. God is about to do something. Listen, I want to say this to you that I believe that the Lord spoke to me about being pregnant. And I feel sad for the ladies that is really pregnant. You know, you have to go through nine months of, of all this pain and and ongemak and you 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 want a uh, you want a baked bean sandwich with peanut butter and jelly beans and and everything in one and i feel sorry for the gentlemen that have to suffer <laughs> under that spell you know but and something happens there's a swelling the stomach swells up but the the great key about being pregnant is they don't stay pregnant come on high five a brother in this place <laughs> bang they don't they don't stay pregnant so after nine months something happens they give birth to something that they have been carrying the whole nine months and i promise you that what comes out is much more beautiful than what you've been through for that nine months and i'm speaking to somebody that has been going through some stuff i believe that a lot of god's people have been to the, the as the scripture spoke to god spoke to uh, elijah and he said i want you to go back, go down to the brook sheriff and the scripture says there i will uh, i spoke to the ravens and i've commanded them to come and feed you and i believe that most of god's people is at that brook right now that's the place where you need god's faith come on i want you to say this i need god's faith that's the place where God teaches you that he's the great provider and he will always take care of you it's the place where he stretches your normal into extraordinary it's come on I'm speaking to somebody it's the place where he takes the natural and he and he shows you the supernatural you know I want to tell somebody this that sometimes in your walk of faith people will ridicule your faith because most of the times we know that faith doesn't make sense faith just makes miracles and we understand that's the language that God understands. God understands the language of faith. Is somebody listening to me? He understands faith because Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith, it's impossible to please God. What pleases God? In my faith. My faith pleases God. And I believe that we are living at the very beginning. Let me say this. The very beginning of the greatest supernatural provision that the church has ever seen. I believe that God's people will walk into places where they have not been qualified for, but because God's hand is upon your life. I'm declaring this to you. If God's hand is on your life, nobody can put a stop. Hallelujah to the blessing of God. If God has decided to bless you, who can curse you? hallelujah if God has decided to open up one door who can close that door if God has decided to open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing over your life that you can't even contain it who can stop God come on who can stop God and God has decided on his calendar that it's your time to be the head and not the tail to move forward come on I'm speaking to somebody I'm blessed in the city I'm blessed in the field yesterday I was walking through this through this um, whole piece of property so I was walking and and uh, I, I shared a little bit on Facebook live and then afterwards God spoke to me and he said I want you to go and walk around the whole area and I want you to proclaim it as Joshua once it's wherever you put your foot I will give it into your hand so I'm starting walking and I'm prophesying I'm declaring the word of God and then I felt in my spirit to go and 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 watch something of R.W. Shambach on YouTube so I went on to R.W. Shambach YouTube and did the first thing that he said he said young man young preacher that is about to buy a property it's time to walk around the barriers of that ground and proclaim about faith oh hallelujah 
Because this is the hour where the church will take position. I need at least 10 crazy people who has lost their heads, who has lost their minds. That said, wherever I put my foot, it is mine. I'm taking territory in the name of Jesus Christ. Because I'm walking by faith and not by sight. So people said, well, uh, you know, a lot of people criticize and say, you have lost your mind. It's good to lose your mind. Because when you lose your mind, you gain the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is a supernatural mind. Shout supernatural. And when I have the mind of Christ, the natural or the supernatural is natural to me. It becomes part of my DNA. You wake up in the morning and you wait for a miracle. You know, something good is about to happen. I want to tell somebody you're about to give birth to the greatest miracle that you've ever seen in your life. You have been carrying something in your spirit, man. And God is not going to leave you at the Brookshire Rift, but He's taking you to Zeropath. And after Zeropath, He's taking you to the Jordan. Shout hallelujah if you believe that. But not without faith. A lot of people go to church and there's no faith. There's no faith in the church, there's no faith in them. And this is why it's important to understand something that I want to tell you. You have to stay close to the one who feeds your faith. You have to stay close to the one who feeds your faith. Fear is a liar. And doubt, listen, everything can, everything can change tomorrow. Whatever you are feeling and facing right now will not be the same tomorrow morning. Do you know why? Because God already made provision for tomorrow. He says that His mercies are brand new every single morning. So whatever you have to face today, when you woke up, there was grace sufficient enough for you to carry that. There's faith in your spirit that will not, that will not back down. Some of you woke up this morning with a knock on the door and it was fear. But it's time that you send faith opening that door. Send your faith and say, faith, open that door. I'm not dealing with this today. Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesus a shout if you believe it. And I want you to just to, before I'm going to get to the word, I want you to understand that God starts with nothing. That's how God starts. He starts with nothing. Before he proclaimed a word, let it be light, there was nothing. There was nothing but him. I want you to understand the word of God is God's highest authority this morning. Think about this. Before this world, even the, 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 the globe that we sit on this morning, before that was, the word was already in heaven. This is why Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. Now think about this. Your opinion wasn't there because you weren't there. But his word was there. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was of God, and the Word was God. Everything that is created, is created because of Him, and because and through Him, and to Him, and for Him. Everything exists because His existence. So before there was an opinion, before there was Google, before there was Facebook, there was the Word. If you believe that, shout yes. Before there was opinion, there was the Word of God. And a lot of people have faith according to to the last miracle they've received. Now, a lot of people base their faith on what they've been through. I want to explain this in this way. A lot of people's faith is based on experience. Faith can, can never be based on experience. Faith should be based on the Word of God. That's where faith is originated. God is a God of faith. When God spoke into nothing, there was something. You might say, Vessel, I have got nothing this morning. You are a great candidate for the greatest miracle ever because God uses nothing and He takes your nothing and He turns it into something. I promise you, God says that He's picking and choosing the weak things of this world to confine the wise. 
So God takes nothing. God's not calling millionaires and say, I'm going to bless you. He's calling somebody who's down and out and you've got nothing. And all odds are against you. This is when Jesus steps in. As I'm taking a nobody and I'm turning him to a somebody. So when people look at you, they will know that your God is alive. I want us to open your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 4. And I want to read something to you. The Bible says, now when they saw the boldness, please say boldness. When they saw the boldness um, of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they have realized that they have been with Jesus. I want to say that again, just keep it there quickly. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, what does the Bible say when they saw Peter and John, they saw something, they saw boldness, say boldness. One more time, boldness. They saw the boldness of Peter and John and the scripture says, and they went on, they perceived that they were uneducated. They didn't have a doctor's degree. They didn't have huge theology behind them. In actual fact, the Bible doesn't even say they saw the, the boldness of Apostle Peter. The Bible doesn't say they saw the boldness of Prophet John. It doesn't say that. It says they saw the boldness of Peter and John. You didn't get that. Nowhere does it say they saw the boldness of Deacon John. It doesn't say they saw the boldness of Bishop Peter. It says they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And then they perceived something in their spirits. They said to one another, these are uneducated and untrained men. They didn't, went, they didn't go to school. There's no university degree. There's no theology degree. There's no doctor's degree. There's not even a title ascribed to them at this very moment. They're not even trained men. Surely something had to happen with them. They are not talking the way they used to talk. They are not walking the way they used to walk. Hallelujah. Surely something had to happen with them. And they came to the conclusion, they have been with Jesus. Whoa. I want you to hear me. One moment with Jesus. This is what I want to talk to you about. And this is a, a new uh, um, sermon that we're going to go into. Maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks. Let's see what God's going to do. But I want to teach on the subject a moment with Jesus. Say with me a moment with Jesus. Thank you. You can take it off. I want to elaborate on that scripture and just want to quote it quickly again. It says that they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Now, the word boldness speaks about the willingness to take risks. Say with me, willingness to take risk. It speaks about confidence and courage. And boldness also speaks about fearless. I want to break down the word fearless. 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 When you have to understand when it comes to faith in God. Faith in God without boldness, it's no faith, it's positive thinking. Boldness must be attached to faith because the scripture says this man were untrained. They didn't even listen. They were this, these people were doubting people. These were people, Peter included, that said, I don't even know Christ. He rejected him. He refused to say, I know him. But something happened in their spirits. There was a boldness that came upon them. A lot, a lot of people see you in boldness and they think you are rude. We're not rude, brother. It's not rude, sister. It's just something that's happened. You have been with Christ Jesus and it's impossible to hear it. How can you hide a light that shines? Come on, you are the salt of the world. So the scripture says they were bold and they were amazed and they said, no, this, this can't be. There's no training, there's no degree, there's nothing behind their name. They surely had to be with Jesus. They can only say that 
from, uh, they can only say that when they see you, if you sound like him. Because the scripture says when Jesus taught the word, they said they've never heard a man preach with such boldness and such authority as Jesus Christ. Jesus came to earth not as a weakling. People need to understand this. He came to earth bold, proclaiming the kingdom of God with such power and such authority. I like this. The Bible says wherever Jesus walked, demons were crying out to him. In today, demons are sitting in churches, demons are in people, and the Christians run in seven different directions. But not a man with faith, not a man with authority, not a man with boldness. This is why we come against every spirit of depression and oppression and witchcraft and disease this morning. Come on, and the pray right now. We rebuke it and we take authority over it. The thief have come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have what? Life. Say with me, life. And that in abundance. Come on, I need at least 10 people that will jump with me in this place. As I take this word, I come against that thing that has kept you back and has kept you broke and has kept you sick in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Step into your boldness and your authority as I'm drawing the line. Devil, you're no longer taking. Shout yes. yes. Glory to God. So faith, you can't express faith without being bold. When you are bold in the Lord. Now boldness comes by spending time in the presence of the Lord. Let me explain something to you. The scripture says Jesus was walking down a road. And it was a, it was, the Bible says there was a man with small stature. He couldn't press through the crowd. Jesus couldn't see him. So he made a plan. He decided I'm going to climb up into a tree. So he got up into the tree. And the Bible says when Jesus got there, he looked up. He didn't look to the left, he didn't look to the right, he didn't, wasn't even much worried about the crowd. But he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus in the, in the tree and he says, Zacchaeus, come down there. Because I have to, oh I like that, I have to come and dine in your house today. Now I want to say something that a lot of the religious spirit is going to try to stone me right now. But last night, before I'm going to continue with the scripture, last night I was sitting here. And there was a desire in my heart, so, so strong. You know, I was crying. I felt like there's no more tears to cry. There's just a, a glory of God. And I felt in my spirit, do you know, sometimes when you, when you sit with somebody and you drink a cup of coffee, and you just share your life with that person, and that person shares their life with you, and you just communicate over a cup of coffee. And I felt in my spirit, imagine having an opportunity, sitting with Jesus, over a cup of coffee and just share my heart with him and he shares his heart with me and when I felt that I just walked to the front and, and I said to the Lord Lord of utmost respect to you you know my heart you know everything that's in me but I would love just to sit with you one day imagine can, I can just sit with you over a cup of coffee and immediately I felt in my spirit the Lord is saying that's the desire I have for you now you have to hear me now quickly quickly you have to hear me there's no desire that just comes up it's the Holy Spirit that actually tells you, if you feel like, yes, I need to pray. Wave quickly. What actually is happening is the Holy Spirit, he says, hey, I desire to spend time with you. It's not just I have to pray. No, it's the Holy Spirit that says, I can't wait for you just to come and communicate with me. And here's Jesus. He says, I have to come to your house today. Salvation has come to your house today. And you know what happened with Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus had a moment, one moment with the king of glory. The first thing he said, Lord, I am a sinner. 
I have been robbing people. I've been, no, you don't, you don't hear me. When the presence of God comes in, something in here shouts out, I will change. I repent. I'm sorry, Lord. Jesus didn't tell him, you sinner, you've done this, you've done this. No, the Lord knew his presence one moment with the king. One moment with Jesus Christ will change his whole life. He said, and Lord, I promise you, whatever I've taken from the people, I will pay them back. Jesus didn't just walk that road to meet with Zacchaeus. Jesus walked to that road because somebody was praying, Lord, a man stole from me. He took my money, Lord, unwillfully, Lord, and unlawfully, and I pray that you will bless me. What happened? Jesus said to Zacchaeus, the one who stole the money, by the way, I'm coming to your house today. And he said, Lord, yes, but please, I have to repent first. I'm a sinner, and I'm giving back to everybody. So the person who prayed for breakthrough received their breakthrough because Jesus decided to walk down one road. One moment of Jesus will change your whole life. It will, it will boost your faith into another level. This is why I know today that even when Paul says, my departure is at hand, he said that with faith and with boldness. No man wants to die. You have not been created to die. Come on, you have been created to live and to subdue the earth. But when death came knocking on his door, he had such faith in God. He said, oh, death, where is thy sting? Imagine one moment in the presence of Jesus. And a man says, Lord, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner, Lord. One moment of Jesus. This is why they say Peter and John was with Jesus. Because they sounded like him. One moment in his presence. I'm going to explain something to you now. You have to understand, when Jesus was walking on the earth with them, they were fearful. They had to rely on his faith. They didn't have to cast out demons. There was a time when Jesus anointed them and, they, and he sent them out. But there was also a time when they came back and they said, Lord, we struggle to cast out these demons. Jesus said, how long will I still be with you? Hello. So, but something else happened. Jesus died on the cross. He went into the underworld. He took back authority, he took back the keys to the kingdom, and on the third day, he rose in power. Let me say that again. He rose in power. I want to say that again. He rose in power. He's not dead, he's alive. You better tell that mountain, my God is not dead, he's alive. Come on, you better tell that sickness, you better tell that cancer, you better tell that heart disease, my Jesus is alive. Let me try that again. You better tell that mountain, my Jesus is alive you tell that devil my jesus is alive you tell that doctor's report my jesus is alive you tell your financial situation my jesus is alive he's not dead and if he's not dead that means there is holy ghost power on the inside of me glory to god <laughs> can you imagine the Son of God steps in. The first thing that you say, he's not, oh Lord, I love you. I want to hug you. Lord, I'm a sinner. Why? Because suddenly the presence of the Lord moved in. So holy, he said, I have to be like him. So Peter was the one who said, I don't know Jesus. I haven't been with him when I wanted to crucify him. He was also the one who said, I'll die with him. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he said, get behind me, Satan. He spoke to Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan. If I tell people, hey, get behind me, Satan, today they are offended. He said, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Don't speak negative words to me. I know my destiny. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. 
But something happened after Jesus died. He was resurrected. The scripture says that the, the, uh, the disciples ran away. And they got into a place called the upper room. And they locked the doors. Bang. Because they are fearful for the, for the Jews to come in. So they closed the doors. And you know what happened? Suddenly, the Bible says, yes, Jesus appearing in the midst of them. Now, hang on now. The doors were locked. There was no knock on the door. He didn't come through the door. Somebody asked, well, why didn't Jesus come through the door? Why is he coming through the wall? Because he's the door. <laughs> I said, he is the door. Shout, he is the door. But as he stood in them, in the midst of them, because he's the door. He, didn't, he doesn't need a door. This is why I tell you that even in your workplace, where they try to shut Jesus out, even in the schools, in the governments, where they try to keep Jesus out, they will not keep him out because he's the door. If they shut the door, he will walk through the wall. Whoa. But what did he say to them? He said to them, peace I leave unto you. Not the peace that this world has given you, but my peace I leave with you. One moment of Jesus, suddenly their fear became peace and their peace became faith because you have to understand that faith operates in total peace. Faith is the ability to enter the peace of God. Faith is the ability to sleep when there's a storm outside. Faith is the ability to have peace that surpasses all understanding. Come on, faith is the ability to walk when people say run. Faith is the ability to run when people say sit. Faith is the ability to listen to the voice of God and to obey His commandments with boldness and with faith. When your doctor says you've got two weeks to live, faith is the ability to stand on the word of God and say, whose report will you believe, doctor? My Jesus said that by His stripes I have been healed and with long life. Hallelujah. I said with long life, He has satisfied me. Shout faith. One moment of Jesus, I'm thinking about the following, that Jesus went into a house and he sat and he spoke with people and there was a woman, the scripture says, that stood behind him and she was sobbing. She was not just crying, she was sobbing. And the Bible says she took an alabaster box, she broke it open and she took very costly anointing oil. Now you have to understand that anointing oil was so costly, it is exactly the same as 300 days of wages. So it's, let's say almost a year of wages this is why when she broke it open and, and poured it out over him, the disciples said, why did she do that? Can't we rather sell it off and give it to the poor? But what, the, what one moment of Jesus did was she said, I have no need of nothing for Christ is all I need. My God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm preaching to myself. I am in need of nothing for Christ is all I need. And she broke it open. It became a sweet smelling aroma. People think that it's just because of the, the oil that's nice smelling. That's awesome. But let me just quickly tell you. That life that the world says she's a sinner. But her faith in Jesus Christ. She embalmed him for his burial. She had faith in the Lord. When the disciples said, are you crazy? Rather sell it off. We can give it to the poor. He said, the poor you will always be with, will always be with you. But the son of God... She broke it open and here's the powerful thing. The Bible says she fell at his feet and she wept. She wept so much that she washed his feet with her tears. One moment with Jesus. Let me quickly tell you, I believe that the whole past has played off before her life. 
all the wasted years, the wasted days played off right in front of her. And his presence moved her so much that she was washing his feet with her tears and just saying, Lord, thank you. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind back then, but now I can see. One moment in the presence of Jesus changes everything. This is why I want to tell people that there's no faith without relationship. Faith is created in the most intimate part of your relationship and your walk with Jesus Christ. That's how faith is being released. This is why when you speak a word, when the world says, this guy has lost his head, he's lost his mind. Thank God I've lost my mind. I've got the mind of Christ. I don't have to look at it. Listen, you are, you are not part of this world. You're in this world. But you're not of this world. You are not wired like this world. You don't sow like this world. You don't speak like this world. You don't think like this world. You have faith on the inside of you. And faith will not fail. You might say, I need a miracle. You need faith. I want to tell you about a, a guy, a, a quick story. A pastor said that he... Great man of God that I love, he's no more with us. He is home with the Lord, walking on the streets of gold at the moment. But he said that he, after a service, somebody invited him to his house to come and eat. And he said, so he's an eater, he likes to eat. And he said he went to this guy's house and steaks and chicken and pork ribs and you mention it. He says, and he's, he's grabbing a plate and he's packing it up. He says, but he's not, he's packing it. The Bible says that God will overflow, you know, and everything's overflowing. And he says, when he eats, he wants silence. He doesn't want to hear anything. He wants to eat. He says, and he, he's looking at this pork. He says, I'm going to finish this thing now. And he says, this guy starts to speak. And he says, oh, goodness. And he says, but afterwards, what this guy said was much nicer than the food. He said, I want to tell you a quick story. He said that he had no problems in his life. He was financially stable. He had a great job. He said he had more money in his savings account than ever before. He had a great checking account. He said he had an awesome uh, medical aid. He was never sick once in his whole life. He says suddenly sickness touched him. He had something like meningitis in the neck that paralyzed him from his neck down completely to his feet. And he says so he ended up in hospital. And so his medical aid was depleted. He lost everything. His savings account was emptied because the medical aid couldn't afford no more. His checking account was emptied. And please hear me quickly. That means that his security is away. He lost all sense of security. There's no more security. Hello. And I don't know why I say this. Somebody needs to hear this. Your sewing account will always outdo your savings account, by the way. All right. Let's go, let's go back. In any case, so... He says, so he was laying in, in hospital and, and suddenly he's in a coma and he's busy dying. He says, so he says, while he's in a coma, he says that you he can hear people. He hears everybody around him, knows what they, they're busy fighting for his life, but he's dying. So they called the priest, the doctors called the priest, his priest, um, to come and give him his last, uh, read him his last rite. So what they do is they come and kiss him one, and then you're dead, goodbye, and he walks out. So he says, a priest.
God can't handle for you. Listen, somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm moving somebody's faith in this building. The Bible says nothing shall be impossible for my God. Nothing is too hard for him. The scripture says his ear is not too far to hear. His arm is not too short to stretch out and to help you. Tell your neighbor you've got no problems. You have an opportunity. Now, how do you think faith is created? Thank you, guys. How do you think faith is created? Many people pray, Lord, give me faith. And people think God comes and he, and he opens up a box of faith and pours it over you. That's not what God does. God brings you to situations. Look at me quickly. Forget the guys. Look at me. You're going to miss what I'm telling you. God doesn't give you a box of faith. He brings you to situations to teach you how to walk in faith. Why? Because the righteous will walk by faith and not by sight. Listen, I'm telling you right now, we are walking by insight. We are walking on the mark that Jesus left in our hearts. One moment with Jesus Christ, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even their names, even their names gives glory to a foreign God. And their names would change to give, to give glory to a foreign God. But here's the fact, when, when the real God stepped in, I want you to understand something. They never saw Jesus Christ, but they had faith in him. Jesus says, blessed are they who have not seen and yet they believe. But something had to happen. There had to be a moment. I want to help you understand something. When they were thrown into the furnace of fire, they were thrown in bound. A furnace of fire was supposed to kill people. By the way, even as, as Nebuchadnezzar's men afterwards looked into the oven, they died instantly because of the heat. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into the furnace of fire, bound. And as they fell down, the scripture says, when they looked into the furnace of fire, they saw a fourth man. But I like what the following translation says. It says, in the appearance of the Son of God. This is Old Testament, saints. But something happened one moment, even in the Old Testament, with the Son of the living God, gave him such power that he didn't look like a warrior, as Joshua said it. He didn't look, come on, he didn't look like, like a pillar of fire. He didn't look like a cloud of fire. He was in the appearance of the Son of God. Why? Because that's the truth of the revelation they've received from him. Is somebody listening to me right now? They had one moment, one encounter with, with Jesus Christ has set them free it has killed the power of death death even had no power over them one moment of jesus christ will take your life that's nothing and turn it upside down and make it something one moment in his presence oh death where is thy sting if you this is what the bible says this the three men said to one another and they said to Nebuchadnezzar, they said our god is able to save us from your hand O king and if not, if he still doesn't want to come through for us, we will still not bow before you. Because we have a revelation. This truth hidden in my heart that he is the true king and the, and the Lord of lords. Peter saw Jesus, but he was, fear, he was fearful. He doubted. Nebuchadnezzar saw with his own eyes what those men saw. Four men losing, walking around loosed. Because three men decided we're going to have faith in God. Three men, this is a way your faith is tested before they throw you in a furnace of fire. That's how you know if there's truly faith or positive thinking. A lot of Christians today have positive thinking. They think positive and they realize or they think to themselves that's faith. But faith is not positive thinking. Faith is a complete dependency on God. 
is absolutely being totally convinced and convicted that there's nothing like him. There's no one like him being fully persuaded that he's not a man that he can lie. He cannot say something and not perform it. I, I, listen, I need that, that 10 people that said this. You, you, come on, you've agreed with me that you've lost your mind. I need you right now to agree with me that I don't care what the world says. My God is able to perform His word over me. 2020, I'm not going to go in with fear. I will fear less. Come on, I want you to, crazy people that lost their minds, I want you to declare this in the mighty name of Jesus. My faith will not fail me. Come on, my faith will not fail me. Everything around me might change, but my faith is secured in Him. His word is the highest authority. His word is yes and amen. He's not a man that He would lie. Come on, whatever He says shall come to pass. I've got faith in my heart. And when I have faith in my heart, nothing shall be impossible for Him. This is why the Bible says this is the key people of God. You need faith. 2020, we're going to build on faith, nothing else. You are sitting in faith city, by the way. I'm here, the anointing on my life this morning is here to challenge you. It's here to challenge you and say, brothers and sisters, it's time to dream so big. Let me quickly I'll ask you a question. Who's got a dream in their hearts? Lift your hand. Don't be shy. Do you know why you have a dream? It's not you wake up one morning and there's a desire to do something. No, it's God saying, listen, listen, I want to I'll ask you quickly. Who has, before you saw a movie, you saw a trailer? These lights are killing me. I, I, I try to stand that everybody can see me, but just bear with me, right? Who, who saw a movie, before you saw a movie, there's a trailer. So it's bits and pieces of the movie. So when you see the trailer, you know what's going to happen in the movie, more or less. Now, this is what a dream is. A dream is a preview. It's a trailer. And what God is actually saying is, this is my dream. But I'm in heaven. And I'm trusting you to fulfill the dream that I have. So you don't wake up one morning and say, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got, just got a dream. No, because there's faith in that dream. God gives you a preview of what's coming. I don't care what the world says. I'm here and I approve this message that what you've been dreaming about will come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. You've seen the, my God. Listen, I preach to somebody. You've seen the preview. You've seen the trailer long before the movie was playing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in the trailer, you see parts of the beginning, parts in the middle, and parts of the end. In other words, God has already engraved it in your spirit that it's coming. I said, it's coming. I said, it's coming. I said, it's coming. I said, it's coming. Don't let fear cripple your dreams. You've got faith in your heart. And nobody and nothing shall stop what God has planned for you. Shout hallelujah if you believe it. The Bible says, one moment with Jesus. Joshua had such boldness and authority that he subdued kingdoms. Whew. Who remembered when there was a fight? And the Bible says he saw a man afar off with a sword in his hand. Joshua didn't run away. Fear makes you bold, brothers. Fear makes you fearless. Or faith, rather, makes you fearless. When there's faith in your heart, you become fearless. You become like a lion. I, I'm just thinking about this right now. They throw Daniel into a lion's den to kill him. But when he hit the floor, he said, I'm among my own. <laughs> you didn't get that one. Oh, Lord, why is everything so hard? You're just among your own. 
It's time let the lion come out in you. Come on, let that soldier come out in you. Come on, let that shepherd boy come out. Come on, let that giant slayer come out of you. Let that beast slapper come out of you. Joshua said, are you for me or are you against me? The Lord says, I am the chief in the army of the Lord. I'm going before you. That changed his whole life. One moment with the king of heaven changed his whole life. Suddenly he's subduing kingdoms. Listen, somebody needs to hear me. It's time that we subdue kingdoms. It's time that we subdue places and cities and towns. I, I want to say this. I want to trust with people right now that people that's renting from, from owners. You're renting houses and you're renting apartments. I declare right now in the name of Jesus Christ, no more renting. You will own. Come, you will own property. Your name will be written on that property. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ, you will not be the renter. No longer will you rent. Uh, listen, 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 listen. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I declare this in the name of Jesus. You will no longer be a renter. You will own that property in Jesus' name. The only thing that you need to do, you need to have faith. If God says march around the land, you better wake up, jump to your feet, and start marching around that bedroom floor. March around that area. March around that garden. And say, Joshua 1 says, where I put my foot, you will give it into my hand. I've got faith to subdue kingdoms. Oh Lord, I've got faith to bring everything that's not mine into my reality. Now. Shout hallelujah. Oh, this guy is too loud. You want a dead preacher? You want somebody with no faith or you want somebody with faith in their heart? And say, listen, brother, I wish I can come to you and slap you with a Bible. Bang! That faith will arise in your heart. And you will understand that God has not brought you this far to leave you now. It's time that you wake up, stand to your feet and say, you devil, in the name of Jesus, you better back down or I come for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You tell that symptom where to get off. You better tell that sickness. You better pack your bags in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because you're an illegal immigrant in this body. Right now I come against every spirit of cancer in that body in the name of Jesus Christ. Every negative doctor's report. Yes, Vessel du Brain believes that Jesus Christ is still the healer. He still heals. He still saves. He still delivers. I believe he's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Let me say this, that every devil in hell hear me. I will not be moved. My mouth will not be shut. He's the same God, the same one who walked in Jerusalem and said, I am, that I am. He's still the same today. He's still healing you. We've got respect for doctors, but there's a doctor greater than any other doctor. His name is Dr. Jesus. By his stripes, you are healed. By his stripes, you are healed. They can say, well, it runs in your family. Not on my watch in Jesus' name. I'm blessed beyond the curse. Shout, I'm blessed beyond the curse. Whoa. Hallelujah. I, I need at least people. Come and help me. For one minute, I want you to give him crazy praise in this place. A whole minute. A whole minute. You give him crazy praise. Come on, crazy praise. You can do better than that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, crazy praise. 30 seconds, lift those voices 
and shout for victory. It's not over until God says it's over. Hallelujah. And let's make him real mad. Give him another 10 minutes of or 10 seconds of crazy praise. Who feels something has been stirring in your heart? Come on, is something moving in your heart? Take your seat just for a second. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Rama Sheka Bravondo. Michna Bravachni Endre. Riska Bravondo. It's time that the church of the living God steps into the God-given authority and heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. And that includes the praying of tongues. It never ceased with the apostles. People say, oh, that's a miracle ceased. It's because they've got faith in nothing. You can't say it ceased when you have a loving God. How can miracles cease? If every single day there's plants growing, grass growing, leaves coming back. Think about this, the sun going down, the sun coming up. That's a miracle. We serve a miracle working God. But the devil wants the church to feel and believe that God can't do anything. He's still moving. He's still proving just how great he is. You are where you are right now, not because God has deserted you, but God is showing the world how big he is. This is why I want to say this to you. The sickness is not unto death, but God shall be glorified through your life. I feel a fire down there in my belly. Come on, there's a fire. There's a fire. We've got faith. That will move mountains. We've got faith that parts red seas. We've got faith that shout down walls. We've got faith that bring giants to our, to our domain. We've got faith. Say faith, I've got faith. Faith in my heart, not positive thinking. But there's boldness in me. There's such a revelation. Whatever you lack in your life is because you lack truth. When truth becomes real to you, whenever you, whatever you face becomes a revelation to you, you will walk in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. It says because there's a lack of truth. But I'm here telling you, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. The truth will set you apart. The truth will, 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 will bring you to a place where the world can never come. The, the truth of God's word will bring high things down. Everything that has come against you right now, come on, 10 crazy people. The things that has come against you right now, we come against that in the highest name of Jesus Christ. We command it, come down, be brought to nothing. Now in Jesus' name. You better tell that thing. You better be for me. Because if you're against me, I'm not playing games with you. I'm coming, taking your head off in Jesus' name. This is the reason why Goliath... When he fell down, David didn't just throw him down with a stone. He cut off his head. Why did he cut off his head? Because he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I deal with your eyes. The eyes that I saw every day. The only thing that I saw was your eyes looking at us and saying that I'm going to feed you to the birds of the heaven and you are nothing. I'm taking off your eyes. Your mouth 
that has spoke against me, I'm coming for your mouth. That lying voice that says, I'm killing you. I'm taking you out. I'm taking vengeance. Your ears, for the only thing that I've heard was your lies. Fear, when the spirit of fear comes, he's not alone. He's accompanied with the spirit, a lying spirit. So here is fear and lie walking together. Do you hear me? Fear, the spirit of fear and a lying spirit. The two twins coming to your house and they knock on your door and they come in. And first of all, the spirit lies to you. Then he grips you with fear. But I have news for somebody. Bible says I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. Fear and lie will not come to your house, but goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Give him praise if you believe it. I'm going to preach hard the month of January on faith. I'm going to preach very hard on faith. I'm going to preach your heart that heaven invades earth. I'm going to preach your heart that Jesus touches your life in a radical way. This is the worst day for fear to come into this building. This is the worst day for every sickness and disease to creep up. Hallelujah. And let's, let's get them angry right now. I declare in the name of Jesus by faith that you will be blessed financially. You will be blessed in the field. You will be blessed in the city. Hallelujah. Financial difficulty stops here right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But basically doors are not opening up. You don't need a door. You need Jesus. He is the door. Hallelujah. He will, he will walk in where people try to keep him out. This is why even in private conversations, he's there. He walks in. When they plot. <coughs> why do you think the Bible says they plot in vain? Because whatever they plot together, he's there in their midst. And say, you're going to do what? You're planning what? This is why the Bible says when the enemy comes in like, like a flood, the Holy Ghost will come and raise up a standard against him. Shout, I've got faith in me. I need 10 people, crazy ones, help me right now. Your business will prosper. Your finances will prosper. Come on, your job will prosper. They will not, oh, hallelujah. You will be blessed from your head to the soles of your feet. You will be blessed in Jesus' name. This will be the year where God will deal with debt in a supernatural way. I don't care what your bank manager said. I'm telling you right now, when those, the scripture says, when David ran to the cave of Adullam, he took people, men of, the scripture says they were in distress and they were men of debt. But one moment with Jesus Christ, when they came out of that cave, they were debt free. Stress was gone. One moment with the king. Saul was a persecutor of the brethren, a sinner. He killed the Christians. He was standing while they were be busy being stoned. And the scripture says on his road to Damascus, a light shone. One moment of Jesus. He fell on his knees. He says, who are you, Lord? Now, hang on now. Who are you, Lord? He knew that somebody from heaven is speaking. Yeah, I want to know, are you the Father? Are you the Son or are you the Holy Ghost? He says, it is Jesus whom you are persecuting. He wasn't persecuting Jesus. He was persecuting the church. But what do you understand when you persecute the church? 
you persecute him. They who fight you, fight him. Wherever you go, where they don't receive you, the Bible says, don't worry. They, they are not receiving him. This is why the Lord spoke to me and he said, tell my people that if they keep on dishonoring men and women of God, any nation that dishonor a man or woman of God will soon have no man or woman of God to honor. Oh, hallelujah. If they dishonor them, they dishonor Those who plot against you, he's plotting against them. Those who try to fight you must come through him. Those who try to attack your children. This is why our generation shall be saved. Your children shall be saved. Your children's children shall be saved. Oh, hallelujah. Your son-in-law shall be saved. Hell will not take him. I said, hell will not take him. Sometimes... You need to preach faith continuously because faith cometh by hearing. It's not something that you've heard. It's something that you keep on hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith doesn't come because you've heard. Faith cometh by hearing. It's continually. Sometimes you just need somebody that will preach faith to you. Sometimes you, 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 you sit and you say, Lord, I believe but help my unbelief. And then God sends somebody to preach faith to you. That tells you it's alright to feel that you are down and out for a moment. But you are just down and out now. This is not where you're going to stay. Is someone listening to me? I'm preaching faith to your spirit, man. I'm telling you it's not over. I'm telling you it's time to stand up and fight back. It's time to take territory. Come on, it's time to fight for your marriage. Fight for your children. Fight for your business. Fight for your ministry. Stand up and see the salvation of God. If you believe it, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Faith. Shout faith. You feel the presence? The king of glory is here. I said the king of glory is here. Come and it's time that the church rise to the occasion and understand greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. We fall apart when people come against us. My God, I pray that the Lord will open up your eyes that you see that those who are for you are much more than those who are against you. I like the following. I, I, I want to finish off of this quickly. When a famine struck the earth, Elijah had an encounter. He had a moment. <laughs> he had a moment with a provider that says the, the effect and the aftermath of this drought will not affect you. It will not come close to your house because I already spoke to ravens to come and feed you. This is why the hour that we are living in we will not be affected by this world's economy crush and whether they, they, they give us a junk status. The people of God will never have a junk status. You are royalty. Come on, you are from the lineage of a king. I, I, I'm speaking to somebody. Your father, your father, everything belongs to him. He says the world and its fullness belongs to him. The Lord says all the silver and all the gold is mine, declares the Lord. All the cattle on a thousand hills is your father's. Now you didn't get me. I'm not saying he's the, the father of Jesus. I say your father. Your father is in charge of everything. So he said to Elijah, no, you don't have to fear. I take nothing. <laughs> and I make it something. I, I, you, you can just sit. 
I already spoke to a raver. That's faith. Imagine, I'm telling you, a raver is bringing you bread. Facebook is going to say, yes, die oudse kop verloor. Ons pastoor is mal. But back then, they believed the word of God. Even the centurion man, when Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, a moment of Jesus, he said, Lord, don't come to my house. Only speak the word. Speak the word only. My goodness. There's such a presence of the Lord right now. He said, speak the word only. He said, I don't need you to manifest your presence in my house. Zacchaeus needed that. My faith is a place, Lord. There's even no time for you to come to my house. The, the burden is so huge. The need is so big. There's not even time for you just to come to my house. But I've got faith in me. You can just speak a word. And when you speak a word, everything will be different. Everything. The things that has kept me awake at night will change like this. There's faith in me, Lord. There's a boldness in me. That even with Stephen, at a moment with Jesus, the Bible says he preached the gospel to the Pharisees. And, he, and, and, the, and the Bible says they became so angry, they closed their ears and they were so angry at him, they started stoning him. Do you know what happened? Many people say, why didn't the Lord save him from being stoned? A moment with Jesus opened up the heavens. And what the Lord is saying to him, this is your reality. That suffering is just for a time. Uh, maybe even this middle section hear me. That suffering is just a time. It's just but for a season. But I'm showing you eternal things. Things that can never dry up. Things that can never stop. Oh, I'm showing you something else. I'm showing you a dimension of your faith that you have not yet seen. Lord, why don't you jump into the ark? God says, I'm the one sealing that ark. I'm the one protecting you in that ark. One moment with Him. The Bible says, every time they speak about the throne of God, they see God seated. They seem seated on the throne, but suddenly one moment of God, here's Jesus Christ standing. Stephen said, I see the heavens open. I see Jesus Christ standing next to the Father. Saw him standing. What did Jesus do? I believe that the Lord gave him a standing ovation. This is a man that preaches the gospel with faith and power. And the Lord is saying to him, what you're going through now, says the season. Maybe I can't just step in and stop them. But I'm showing you there's so much better coming for you. But you have to fight the fight of faith. Don't fight faith, but fight the fight of faith, the good fight of faith. It's a good fight. A good fight means you win. Oh, hallelujah. Nothing that you go through goes through him without allowing him. Lord, I can't handle it. You can. Because he promises. Nothing will come to your life and on your life which you cannot handle. Do you know why? Because you have been born with a measure of faith. That faith is growing every single day. It's not standing still. It's not sleeping. It's, come on, it's not dying. And, and the longer you go through situations, the more moments you have. The more moments you have with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the more secure you become. Listen, if I take you in my car and I drive 250 kilometers per hour on this highway, you and the devil is going to jump out. I promise you. Lucifer will run. You will jump out because you don't know my driving capabilities. 
But if I tell you, I'm Michael Schumacher, you're going to sit. Because now you know I'm an F1 champion. I'm not just any driver. I do this for a living. Come on, be honest. You will sit and you will enjoy the ride. The same with the Lord. If you know, if you know who is taking your wheel, <laughs> if you know who's driving your car, if you know who is flying that plane, if you know who is on that operation table, if you know who walks into that ICU ward, if you know who you know that you know that you know, and you know Him, you will understand I have no faith or no fear. I have no problems. I have an opportunity to put my life into the hands of a big God who cannot fail, who will never leave me. There's people sitting here right now under the sound of my voice. You need this message. You need faith to uplift you. You need a word from God that God is saying, maybe I'm not stepping in right now, but I'm opening up another dimension of your faith. You will see heaven. Hallelujah. You will see the Son of God standing on a, on a, and giving you a standing ovation. But you better fight the fight of faith. You're not going to back down. There's such a presence of the Lord here right now. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to lift your hands quickly. All across this building, if you have arms, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to close your eyes. Blessed Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of faith that is in this building right now. That spirit of faith, Lord, that is falling upon the lives of people. How many times have we failed you? How many times have we doubted you? How many times, Lord, have we asked the question, where are you? But yet your word says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Lord, I want to run back to your word for your word is the highest authority. We will not be moved by man's opinions over our lives, but we look at what your word says. Your word says, I am blessed beyond the curse. Your word says, even before I cry out, you hear me. Your word says, even before I ask you, you know what I need. I have faith in my heart that you will never leave me and you will never forsake me these people in this building you need to tell the Lord Lord I pray that you will take away this fear and this doubt in my heart and in my mind I believe you Lord Lord why aren't you not jumping into my pain he says I'm there look up and see the salvation of the Lord you were never alone. Never alone. But you've got a weapon. Church of God, you've got faith. You've got faith that's stronger than any weapon of mass destruction. One moment with Jesus can turn around everything. Most men in the Bible that was greatly used of God had a moment. A moment with Him. And that's what He desires this morning is a moment. One moment with you. You have to be very, very, very desperate for this one right now. One moment. Forget about the vacation. Forget about Christmas. Forget about everything. And say, Lord, I need a moment. I need a moment with you, Lord. You might say your life feels like it's falling apart. A moment in His presence. A moment in His presence and rejection goes. A moment in his presence and sickness goes. But here's the key, people. Jesus must be more real than what you go through right now. The Bible says a double-minded man will receive nothing. When you pray, but